0: Get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Jasper, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Jasper yes, right now is at his parents' house in the lovely city sorry, country of the Netherlands. Um, you're spending some good family time before you venture over to the US and you're gonna be joining me in Vegas shortly.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun.
0: And you know, I forgot to tell you recently I was I was just randomly I'd just flown back from Michigan to LA and this is so weird. I was just randomly like getting food somewhere and I asked if I could sit by somebody to share a outlet and need to charge my phone. And we started talking. He had just come back from Thailand and Vietnam and he knew about you. He knew about your travel blog. He was a reader and, and, and a bit of a fan. So I, I don't know if I told you that, but it was pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. It's uh, pretty much everyone knows about it. <laughs> uh, you're you're pretty,
0: Not really. pretty legendary. No, but yeah, it was really cool. He's a big fan. Uh, all right, so today awesome. today we have a really cool guest, a true and tried fan of Airbnb. She's extremely passionate about the company and everything that they've done. Her name is Nina Mufle. She is in San Francisco, and she's got a lot to share uh, with everybody about everything that she knows and also her current quest which I'll let her talk about. So without further ado Nina welcome to the show.
2: Hi thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Thank you for joining us we really appreciate it. Nina and me and Jasper we all have a couple mutual friends in common which is really cool but so Nina why don't you give everybody as we as we jump into this give everybody a little bit of your backgrounds and tell us how you came to learn about Airbnb and got so interested.
2: Absolutely. So I came to learn about Airbnb a few years ago when I was um, traveling to Austin for South by Southwest. And as anybody who's been to uh, any major event, Uh, anywhere can pretty much attest the prices of hotels tend to skyrocket. It becomes really difficult to, to find a place. So a friend of mine had hooked up an Airbnb listing that we all decided to share. And I just kind of immediately fell in love with it. I had a great first experience, a wonderful host that, you know, left little um, chocolate bars around the house and made sure we felt really welcome and understood Austin and, and kind of incorporated as much of the culture into her home as possible. And so since then, I started traveling more frequently and using Airbnb um, in almost every destination that, that I went to um, and sort of fell in love with it as a platform uh, for so many reasons, you know, from the convenience to the, the way I think it bridges dialogue and conversation around the world uh, was fantastic.
1: That's really cool that you, uh, you started out uh, in Austin for the conference, because did you know that that's where Airbnb originally launched?
2: I did not know that, actually, no.
1: Yeah, well, I'm creating a post about, uh, about the history of Airbnb right now, so I'm, I'm really going through a lot of material. And, uh, yeah, they launched at uh, South by Southwest because they figured that's where people are looking for accommodation. And oh, uh, they actually stayed with an Airbnb host there back in 2008. And that's mm-hmm. when they realized that they had to have a payment system because when they started out, they figured people can just pay in cash. So, you know, they were – they greeted – but they were greeted by the host, and uh, and at some point, uh, the host, you know, had to ask for the money, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think um, I think Brian actually didn't have the money, so he had to go to the cash machine. So he's like, uh, "Can we like pay tomorrow?" <laughs> uh, and then and, and then he felt like this is not right. <laughs> you know, there's there's a better solution for this this money exchange thing.
2: Oh, that's fascinating. I never knew that story. So yeah, there you go. Another point of coincidence between me and the company.
1: Yeah. So it's almost (laughs) like you're, it's just meant to be.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs)
1: Um, But we'll talk more about uh, your aspirations uh, with, with Airbnb. But um, what's, uh, what was, uh, so you've used Airbnb a couple of times during your travels. Did you go to like some other countries and what's your experience?
2: Yeah, so up until a year ago, I was living in the Middle East where I pretty much built my career um, for the past decade. And uh, I've been fortunate enough for the past couple of years to dabble in, in some freelance consultancy. So it gave me the flexibility to take on a few projects and then travel in between uh, projects. And so I spent a couple months in New York, uh, Airbnb there, traveled to Dubai for a little bit, Airbnb there. Um, and then just little trips uh, that I would take with friends kind of all over the world. I uh, was really, really fortunate to be able to have that exposure and that opportunity.
0: So tell us about nina for airbnbcom How did this come about? How did you begin your research, all that?
2: So like I said, I've, I've been in the Middle East for a while. Um, I built a, uh, a pretty successful career there and about a year ago decided uh, that I wanted to move to San Francisco. And I knew that it would be a challenge. It's obviously a very talented market, um, but I didn't expect the challenge to be this intense. So I went about all the usual ways of applying to different roles at different companies, Airbnb included, and, and many other top tech companies, uh, wanting to get onto sort of their marketing teams and, and be in house uh, rather than on the agency side. And after months of going through the same process and realizing that I wasn't really making any progress, I thought it was time to utilize my own skill set as a marketer and sort of think of myself as the product and, and try to attach myself to a brand and show them uh, rather than tell them what I can do. So I, I guess you could say it came out a little bit from desperation in trying to get uh, attention and, and many, many failed attempts at the traditional route. So I initially started with another idea, Uh, where I wanted to create a social media uh, sort of um, competition for hosts worldwide and get them active and and involved and hoping that that would sort of uh, land on the radar of of many of the executives at Airbnb and they would say, hey, who's this crazy host doing something really cool on social media? Um, But that initial plan ended up to be uh, challenging in its own way. So I sort of pivoted into creating a report about a company that I know a lot about, and a region that I know a lot about, and sort of put it together in a way that I thought told a very good story about my skill set and my passion for that company.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at the website right now, Nina Four, as in the number four, and then Airbnb.com. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, I I randomly saw a tweet on on Twitter uh-huh. um, to. Uh, uh, to Brian Chesky, and and he responded to it, and a bunch of other people responded to it, so it seemed like there was kind of a little buzz going on. And I checked out the website, and I, and I was very impressed. I was like, "Wow, you've you put a lot of work and effort into this this website. It shows a lot of uh, a lot of research, a lot of interesting information." And I just thought, "Wow, this is what an awesome way to to apply for for a job, you know, really uh, creative and out of the box thinking." Uh, You know, I was I was thinking, wow, you you really must love Airbnb a lot.
2: You know, I I really do. But I also really love uh, looking at data and seeing how it can tell a story. So it was pretty much driven by my curiosity, um, kind of looking at at all the different angles for Airbnb in the Middle East. And it started off with just exploring some of the data of how many listings do they have and reviews and and sort of the community size. Um, And then from there, sort of grew into like this obsessive, like wanting to understand more about it for my own reasons and then putting it into the story. So it was a really exciting project project um
1: to work on how much time did you spend building this because it, it it seems pretty uh comprehensive
2: uh so i spent about a couple of days uh gathering all the data and sort of formatting how i would want the the story to flow and then it took about a week of working with a very talented designer um, that uh she she pretty much put it all together in a way that you sort of communicated the Airbnb look and feel. And we did a lot of back and forth on, you know, getting the exact details right um, so yeah. that there would even be subtle messages within the design uh, that could appeal to them. So if you scroll all the way to the end, even, you'll notice there's there's a section saying, you know, what can I do here? Um, and we wanted to make sure we had all the right images that told a story for the marketing team and the operations team and, uh, and the business development team. And then finally, sort of an internal joke of they have this sort of, entrepreneurial uh, thing going on called OK Coffee, where a couple of the team members serve average cups of coffee a day. Um, so we went through to find the right design that could kind of communicate each one of these and, and the right visuals from different parts of the web to, to get it together. So that took about a week. And then, of course, um, there was the technical challenge of finding a way to build it sort of uh, quickly and uh, and in a very cost-effective way. Um, so I came across a site called Wix, which is basically like a WYSIWYG editor that you can build your own websites, and it was fantastic uh, for this purpose. So we took all the design images and sort of drag and drop them into this blank template until it looked like the original design, um, because I don't have a technical background and I just wanted to kind of, you know, wrap this up real quick and and finish it. So just sort of uh, use the the online options um, to, to complete it and then get it launched
0: we noticed that you in some of these text bubbles, you've used that exact pinkish red color that that's found all over the website. We also use that in our, in our book as well to kind of, to give somewhat of the same feel. You I think you've done a much better job as far as really uh, replicating or fitting into that, into that exact feel. But yeah, no, it looks great.
2: Thank you.
0: And I
1: want to say, I want to say one thing, which mm-hmm. I just noticed which I thought was very subtle. Um, you, you say, why I belong at Airbnb, and then it says, be a serial entrepreneur. Serials uh-huh. spelled as, as the cereal, the breakfast, uh, the breakfast stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if, uh, you know, most people probably know this story. Um, and this is, or uh, well, maybe you can tell the, the cereal story.
2: So this, this whole slide is actually taken straight from the company values. One of the things that I really love about Airbnb is how much they cherish their internal culture and how no matter how attractive a candidate might look, they really won't go forward unless they feel that person is a fit for the culture. So I've been sort of obsessing about their um, uh, their sort of six bullet points of of culture uh, for a while and looking at them. So I went through the site, pulled out these exact six uh, culture points. And one of them being, uh, be a serial entrepreneur is something that they really cherish in their uh, internal team members. And the story behind that is that when the co-founders were looking for a way to, I think it was generate revenue and basically just try to keep the, the company running. Um, it was, uh, it was a, during the democratic national convention, I think, or one of the conventions, they yep. created cereal boxes of John McCain and Obama O's and sold those, um, as, as a way to sort of market what they were doing and raise some, uh, some cash. So that's the kind of internal story of, of the, the serial entrepreneur. And I thought it was really funny because some people would come back to me and say, I can't believe you had such an obvious grammatical mistake in there. And I
0: thought, well, at least some people get it. <laughs> well, it's put, it's put in quotes but you know, by the way, the, 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 i think the mccain serial was called captain captain mccain's or something like that yes and, and yes, one yes, yes. and one other edition, which i'm sure you know but just for the listeners who don't i believe and jasper can also chime in if, if i'm misquote if i uh, am characterizing this incorrectly but i believe they didn't make any money from the captain mccain's but all the money the 30 some thousand dollars that they made all came from the obama O's.
1: That's correct. Interesting.
2: I did not know that part of the story either. Yeah. And
1: guess what they did with the uh, Captain McCain's? <laughs> yeah, I remember this too. Go ahead. So, because they ran out of money, they uh, they couldn't buy any food, so they ended up eating 500 boxes of, of <laughs> ser- <laughs> Captain McCain's cereals. But they they did give uh, a couple boxes away as well, which is not a really interesting story. But uh, we'll we'll get into uh, that another time.
0: And the design—if you look at the—you bo- can still find online pictures of the boxes, and they were actually really well designed. They were really really cool logos. Yeah, so this was fun. It's cool. And I think at that time when they made that money, they were in a certain amount of credit card debt. I think they used the money from the Obama O's to pay off the credit card debt, and then that got them back to point zero, and then they
1: yeah, and they built from there. <laughs> That's right, and, and you can still see the uh, the boxes if you go to airbnb.com forward slash o's. So that's O-B-A-M-A-O-S. You can actually see the boxes, and you can listen to the jingles, because they also created some really funny jingles.
2: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know there were jingles. I'm going to check that out right when we hang up.
1: Yeah, the jingles are uh, pretty awesome. Uh, and, and, and they were selling these boxes for 40 bucks a box but there was just random uh normal cereal in there you know it wasn't anything mm-hmm. special they literally went to the supermarket to buy a the cereal go back to the apartment put these boxes together and settle for 40 bucks so they did i mean they did a pretty good job um i think that's actually the reason why um the david graham the well, of uh, y combinator decided to invest in them because he actually didn't really believe in the airbnb idea but he just thought Okay these guys, if they can sell um cereal for forty dollars a box <laughs>
0: you know and
1: then they can probably uh they could probably sell anything
0: <laughs> that that makes sense as as you've been doing your research and diving into the company uh, analytics and data what what are some of the coolest things that you've that you've discovered
2: um so, well I'd say in terms of from an external point of view one of the coolest things that i've noticed since I moved to San Francisco is how open they are as a company um, I'm sure you've seen how kind of accessible most of the executives are on, uh, on Twitter and other social media platforms, which is great, but I'm really seeing that sort of translated into everything that they do. So they do a lot of events for hosts here. Um, they do a lot of community events, uh, community service events as well. And I just find it fan- fascinating that they're just so connected, um, to, to their hosts and their guests. And they're a very inclusive company in that way, which I find really exciting.
1: Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you're right about that. Um, me and Josefa, we, we were at the Airbnb Open, and, uh, yeah, they came out uh, to have drinks with us, and everyone was able to get, get a couple of pictures and talk to them, and very casual, very, very cool. Um, I am trying to get Brian on the podcast, by the way, which is, oh, uh, exciting. Which is a bit, <laughs> it's just not the, it's not the easiest person to get on a podcast because, you know, he's probably a little bit busy but uh i'm working on that so hopefully we will we'll get that soon
2: good luck with that i'll make sure to listen
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so so now let's talk about uh how's it going like is your you've put in all this effort you did i think you did an awesome job um what's what's the result so far
2: um, so I don't have any concrete results so far, but one uh, one exciting thing that has happened is that this has gotten the attention of a lot of different companies um, in the Bay Area, which was really my extended goal. I wanted to direct this at Airbnb, uh, since that's definitely one of the top companies that I would love to work for. But at the end of the day, I just want to get my career started in the US. So it's been really exciting that in the past month, I've gone from sort of, you know, really hunting down and, and sort of begging for interviews with certain companies to getting to the point where i'm finally having very productive conversations with a lot of the companies that have been on my radar for a while Mm -hmm. um so hopefully within the next few weeks that'll progress into something more tangible uh with at least one or two of them um but it's it's been a really exciting process so far
1: awesome yeah you've definitely put yourself on the map i think uh by by doing this so uh, um i would almost say you can uh this should be included in some uh you know, those books that are out there that teach you how to how to get a job.
2: It's kinda of crazy, you know. I've seen so many people start referencing it in blog posts and in presentations and I read about them and I think, oh my god, that's my story. That's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it's uh well that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's been cool.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just I d I, I don't uh, I don't think I'll ever get a job again, but if I if I had <laughs> to get one I I would totally take this route. well
2: if i could get your lifestyle of just traveling and enjoying it without a job i think i'd switch
1: (laughs) (laughs) even for a job at airbnb Uh,
2: maybe that would be the exception
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome so uh so let's talk a little bit about your hosting experience because you have been a host as well and you still are right
2: Yeah. So so when I first moved to San Francisco, I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to kind of understand, um, especially because I wanted to work so badly at Airbnb, I thought it would be really important to understand, you know, from a guest perspective and from a host perspective, uh, what it feels like. And so I immediately started hosting, and I I can see such a huge difference in in my personality and my approach to hosting over the last nine months. um, From the first uh, guest that I had, where I was, you know, very... um, sort of protective over the the space and wanted to make sure that everything was perfect and meticulous and, you know, would be the same way when I came back uh, to at this point, you know, just kind of opening my door to strangers and be like, Hey, come on in. I want to hear your story. Who are you? And just kind of exchanging um, travel stories and and anecdotes and just being really welcoming and and, uh, receptive to people that are coming through. So um, it's a really exciting uh, thing to be a host but it was also really nerve-wracking the first time. Um, but I've been lucky to have some amazing, amazing guests come through.
0: We've been looking at your listing a little bit. It's a beautiful place, and th- this is in San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. And do you re- is it do you rent out the entire place or do you rent out part of your apartment?
2: So I usually rent out the entire place. Um, There have been two exceptions where guests have reached out and I told them, you know, it's really tough for me to travel during that time, I need to be around. Um, I'd either be you know, preparing some paintings or or working on some stuff, but I'll I'll be in the apartment. And in that case, I usually offer like a slightly discounted rate and um, take the couch and they're usually okay with that.
0: I see, nice. So what have been some of your favorite experiences, cool experiences of people that you've met while you've been hosting?
2: I'd say one of my favorite experiences was uh, I was hosting somebody the week that I launched the Nina for Airbnb campaign, and she happened to be a marketer as well, um, and she was in tech marketing. So she was here for a conference, and it was my first time sharing my apartment and my space with somebody. Uh, and it was just a really exciting coincidence that we were sort of in the same uh, space and had the same interests. And she would come back and tell me, you know, what people were saying about it at the conference, and and we'd talk about it and sort of strategize on on you know communication opportunities and things together so it was it was really fun it was almost like having a very relevant roommate um, for a short period of time that i enjoyed having
1: that's awesome do you have any bad experiences
2: no bad experiences so far thankfully <laughs> you
1: i have, think that's uh,
2: fortunate also in that most of the people that are coming through are here for business conferences so there's only so much trouble that they can get into in the city when they come for that
1: mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff going on in san francisco uh legally yeah do you uh, do you have any thoughts, any explanation? Like, I'm not sure exactly what the rules are now. Um, I've I've heard some some different stories, but um, do you do you have a clear picture of of what you can and what you can do as an Airbnb host in San Francisco?
2: I, I'm probably not informed enough to to speak very confidently on the subject, but I do know that. Um, As a host, I have received many updates from Airbnb about the legislation and the challenges that exist uh, sort of even uh, post-legislation, making it a bit easier and and legal for hosts. Um, So I think there's still a battle ahead of them. Um, I think I love how Airbnb is kind of tackling this city by city to make sure it's as transparent for hosts as possible. Um, And I just hope that the cities continue to to work with them on that because it's a really great opportunity um, for people to connect, for people to make ends meet, um, and and get really cool experiences as guests when they're traveling to new cities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I actually, it's funny because. Me and Jasper, when we wrote, when we first began writing the book, Jasper had all the hosting expertise and I was just more or less brought on to write. But in the last year, I've finally been able to, to rent out my place. I've been using Airbnb as a guest for a long time, but I've been renting out my place. I'm going to rent it out for the entire month of, of June as well and part of July. But it's been such a cool experience, either whether I rent out my second bedroom or when I rent out my whole my entire place it's been such a cool way to connect and meet with people from different parts of the world and a lot of them actually I've stayed in touch with after they've after they've left so not only has it been a nice little extra bit of income to sprinkle mm-hmm. on top but it's just I don't know it's, it's, it's been really fun the other thing is you know what what's cool I just had a guest check out of my place on Monday I was in Michigan visiting my folks over Memorial Day weekend and I I came back and I mean, this has been more or less the case every time I come back and my place is like pristinely clean. It's just <laughs> like how I left it. All the garbage has been taken out. They ran the dishwasher before they left. Uh, everything. I mean, they they made the beds, which is great. I mean, I would do the same thing if I were a guest at a friend's house or, any, or anywhere. But I was, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's, it's so cool. It's so easy. Now, may, I'm sure there will be times where people don't have these types of guests or experiences. But I was like, wow, it's just such an easy... Uh, enterprise to run and such a and and it just makes you feel good and on top of that you get paid
2: yeah, absolutely. And I think because it's really built around a community of like-minded travelers and explorers, there is something special about the the guest host relationship. And I traveled uh, for about a month during uh, Christmas holiday season, and I had three sets of guests that were coming through. And I, I wanted to make it really clear to all of them that, um, you know, there's somebody coming right after you and I won't be there to, to make sure the apartment is okay and that the beds are made and, and the sheets are changed and all this. So could you help me out? And all of them were extremely accommodating. The next batch, that would come through would tell me how great the apartment was when they arrived so i think there is that really special connection that exists through the platform that you don't really find amongst travelers in any other way
1: and do you have any advice for hosts that are just starting out i know that the hosts that are starting out are always a little bit apprehensive about Getting random people from the internet in, into mm-hmm. their homes, and you know, you mentioned that you you had the same experience. So, what advice do you have for people who are listening right now and who are thinking to to start a listing but haven't started yet?
2: I would say communication is key, um, regardless of how many reviews your guests has, uh, how many verifications and and so on, on on both ends um, as a guest and a host, it really all boils down to communicating your expectations from them and and your expectations or their expectations to you. um, And just making sure you're really clear about what it is that you can provide and can't and and what you want out of them. Um, And that really makes the experience so much better once you've communicated.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a very good point. <clears throat> and, um, I was just doing a, uh, a webinar earlier today and that's something that I talked about as well. Um, especially when you're sharing a space um, I think you're, you're not, you're not sharing normally, are you?
2: Uh, no, just, uh, once last month and then uh, in a few weeks I'll be sharing for the second time.
1: Okay. Right. And so when you're, when you're not sharing, do you always meet your guests yourself?
2: I try to meet them, um, the past couple of times, uh, like I said, during the holiday season, I haven't had the chance to, uh, and most of the time I end up traveling the morning that they arrive. So it hasn't worked. Um, but I make sure to leave, you know, something personal, a few notes and, and post it recommendations of what they can do so that they don't feel they're walking into a stranger's house, but into a friend's house really.
1: Okay. that's, that's awesome. Well, you know, it was, uh, this was a really interesting, uh, interesting chat. Uh, I really hope it's going uh, to work out for you with uh, with the Nina for Airbnb initiative. Thank you. And uh, and if not, it uh, it definitely uh, it definitely put yourself on the map. So you, I'm sure you'll you get some benefit from it. Hopefully. And if uh, if we can help, then uh, of course uh, we're happy to do so. And uh, for the listeners, thank you for listening. Make sure to go to getpaidforyourpet.com to check out all the resources that we have for you, and uh, and also check out Nina for Airbnb.com. Um, it's uh, it's really inspiring to see uh, the work that uh, that she's put in to uh, to achieve her her goal and to follow her dream and to work at Airbnb. So, Nina, is there any other place that people can find out more information about you?
2: Uh, I think most of the resources are on my website ninaforairbnb. dot um, I'm on Twitter nina mufle, uh, LinkedIn. I have a blog called a travel blog called uh, eatrightwalk.com. Um, so yeah, through any of those channels, they can get in touch.
1: Awesome. So if anyone has a really cool job for you, then uh, we'll, we'll reach out.
2: Yeah, reach out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So okay. thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Monday.
2: It was great talking to you guys. Thank you again.
0: Get paid for your pet 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 Get paid for your pet, Get paid for your pet.